The following paid program is pre recorded and sponsored by Take Point Wealth Management on the Nature Coast of Florida. Take Point on Retirement, a well rounded show from a well rounded team leading you into retirement. Listen Saturday mornings for an hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at Take Point Wealth Management. Saturday mornings, 7 30. Well, good Saturday morning to you, although this is a pre-recorded program. We're glad you're with us because we got a full hour chuck full of the information you need to know, the information you deserve, the education even from the professionals in our studio from Take Point Wealth Management. It is a show called Take Point on Retirement every Saturday at this time, 7.30 to 8.30 and only on this station brought to you by your friends and mine at Take Point Wealth Management. By the way, Take Point Wealth Management offices up and down the Nature Coast within our listening area. They'll come to you, go to them, whatever the case may be. It's so important to plan your financial future because a failure to plan is a plan to fail. And I've got Randy Woodruff, certified public accountant, in the studio with me to back me up on that from Take Point Wealth Management, a well-rounded team of individuals to assist you in anything and everything you need. Just ask and they'll Take care of it. 352-616-0511. They've taken care of me and my family, and they can take care of you as well. 352-616-0511. In the meantime, good morning, Mr. Woodruff. Good morning, JW. How are you doing today? Just wonderful, sir. It's been beautiful weather outside. Welcome to Florida. For those that are just moving down here for the first time or tuning in for the first time, welcome to the program. And once again, welcome to the Sunshine State. Absolutely. Yeah, we have had some beautiful weather, haven't we? Oh, my gosh. I mean, this past week, it was about. a little chilly. But for, you know, I thought it was great. I like cooler oh, I weather. Did, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. it has been. It's, You're it's a like native some, like me. Yep, yep. Native Floridian, born yep. and raised. Actually, born and raised here in Brooksville. Oh, I was. Well, I'm from. I had to be born in Tampa. I'm from Lutz. Okay. From a small town as well. Mm-hmm. But I had to be born in Tampa because there was no hospital in Lutz. Definitely interesting to see how things have changed in Tampa and up here oh, in the Nature Coast area in the last you know, 40, 50 years from. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Spring Hill opening up back in the late 60s, early 70s. The Mackel Brothers My developing that, that first area. Sold there. homes for them. Did yep. she really? Yes, she did. Yep. That's She's, awesome. And we used to live in phase, was it phase one of, of Spring Hill? Right there next to Spring Hill Drive in 19. Yeah, yep. yeah we used to live phase back one. in there. Yep. Oh, yeah, went to school at Spring Hill Elementary. Yeah, my mom sold. She, had, I mean, she had trophies and plaques and, and all kinds of uh, neat stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, she sold some of the first homes here in Spring Hill. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, things have definitely changed um, the last 40, 50 years here in the Nature Coast, especially Hernanda County and surrounding counties. Um, I think we're going to be in for some another influx of people here. We're already seeing it, people move, moving out of these high-tax, um, high-regulation states in the Northeast and the, in the, the Mid-Northwest and moving to Florida for a more, uh, I'll say, more friendly, tax-friendly yeah. environment also weather friendly yeah i mean as we talked earlier just a few minutes ago i mean it's it's nice down here i mean it's a little hot summertime couple, yeah, couple months but other than that you can't beat florida weather mid-july through mid-august you expect the worst but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these people moving in from different states have a color tied to those states and uh, we have a different color here in florida and we we enjoy it you know so absolutely and the freedom that we have here and that color is red of course but not to make it political i'm just saying i agree hey, okay. it's a, i think it's i think um all of us are so hesitant to talk about politics but politics whether you like it or not are a big driver 
towards policy. That's true. Policies, policy, some bad policies and good policies are forcing people out of states or locations that are highly restrictive to states like Florida that are highly open, open for business. Mm -hmm. And um, we're seeing that with people moving here. And um, we'll talk about the real estate market for just a minute. It, as I've talked in other segments, other shows, had other real estate professionals here that are on my team with me here in the sh in the studio. It is still very difficult to find a home. Inventory is at historic lows. Really no sign of that letting up. I mean, I keep hearing, and that's not just in Hernando. It's mm -hmm. all across the state for the most part. Oh, I know. I'm talking to people in Tampa, people in Orlando, people in South Citrus. Florida. Yep. And it's just everywhere. There's just such high demand for housing. Um, talking to a client the other day, and she wants to sell her house and downsize. And I, I was like, you really need to find, you need to go buy a house Maybe I'll, I'll trade her because I want to upsize. You want to upsize? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hey, can make, let's, let's make a deal. There you go. <laughs> she wants to downsize. Mm -hmm. I, I mentioned to her, I said, you really need to think about buying a home first before you sell yours because what we're seeing is that people want to sell their home, but they get they can't find a home to buy. I know. You probably don't want to, if you can afford to buy a home and have two homes for a short period of time, you probably want to do that. Because I can tell you that it's taking longer. There, a lot of people are, refi are refinancing their mortgages right now because mortgage, mortgage rates are at historical lows. They bumped up a little bit here recently, mm -hmm. but they are still at very, very historical lows. And so with all the refinancing going on, all the purchasing going on, the appraisers who have to go out and appraise these prop properties for the banks, the title companies, the mortgage companies, they're all backed up. And so if you are trying to do a simultaneous closing where you close on one house at, let's say, 11 o'clock and buy your new house at 12 o'clock, mm -hmm. that transaction may have been a whole lot easier years ago than it is today because there are more and more delays between all the different people that have to be involved in closing a house. Here mm -hmm. again, you got surveyors, you've got appraisers, you've got mortgage originators, you've got other, just other, you know, sometimes you have to have um, inspections done, you have to have repairs done to the house oh, before it can right. be sold. So yeah. a whole series of things and everybody's just so busy and backed up that I think if you are trying to do a simultaneous closing, um, you, you may find yourself without a house to move, to move into if everything doesn't line True. up properly. It's getting harder and harder to do those simultaneous closings. So just keep that in mind if you're listening out there. If you're looking to move, make sure you have something concrete lined up, ready to move into before you uh, put your home in the market and sell it. Because if you put your home in the market, you're, go you're going to, if you have it priced right to sell, and I, I say priced right to sell, that that now today means above the praise values. Mm -hmm. You know, price right to sell it doesn't mean you know putting a low a low number on there just to move it. It means above appraised values. We're seeing where people are putting their home on the market for you know ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. What might be above appraised above what might be appraised value, and they're getting multiple offers, multiple mm -hmm. cash offers for that home. And so, just be prepared to when you put your home on the market. Unless you're just astronomically overpriced, you're going to get some offers on your home, and so you're going to have to be in a position to move. So just make sure you're ready. Make sure you're, you're ready for that reality of, of potentially, if you don't line things up properly, you might be staying somewhere uncomfortable for a few days, weeks, even months until you find a new place to live. And then you got to find storage as well, which is probably getting harder to find. It too. is. Yeah, a storage unit or whatever. But anyway, let's take a break real quick because I do want to say that is the voice of Randy Woodruff, certified public accountant, also dabbles in real estate and part of the team of Take Point Wealth Management. I failed to mention that 
lead advisor, retirement planner, Eric Arnett, is not with us this morning. He is busy with clients as we speak. So Take Point Wealth Management, several offices, locations up and down the nature coast to serve you, or they can do it virtually uh, via internet or maybe over the phone, whatever the case may be. You need to contact them like I did at 352-616-0511. Take it to takepointwealth.com. Check them out online. Get in touch with them, folks, because they have a little questionnaire right there on their website to get you started. Plus, they're going to give you a free $1,500 value just for listening to this radio program. It is your Take Point blueprint on wealth. So take that, take advantage of it. Tell them you heard it here at this time and location. 352-616-0511, takepointwealth.com. As we continue with Randy Woodruff. Thank you. You mentioned uh, us being able to take appointments by the phone or by Zoom. Eric yeah. and I had met with a new client last night, and Eric um, couldn't be at the meeting. He, he was traveling back from another appointment. Right. So I was in the office with the client, and we had a phone conversation, and we were able to go through all the, all the data. I was there with the client. So we can accommodate if people don't want to come into the office. I know we're hopefully coming out of this COVID um, mm-hmm. crisis, if you will, and everybody that I think now pretty much everybody that wants a vaccine, you should be able to get one. There's, they think, think the governor's opened up. I know it's under 50. Is it under 40 yet, JW? It, 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 actually, it is. It's, it's 16 and above now. 16 and above yeah. now. Okay. So pretty much anybody that, that wants a COVID shot can get one. So hopefully that's going to make everybody more comfortable so they can get out and about and carry on with their life. But um, if you can't make it into the office for whatever reason, we can meet with you through Zoom or just having a conference call. Definitely help you help answer your questions and, and get you towards a stress-free retirement. Hey, this first segment, we usually talk about a market update. As far as this infrastructure plan, like the other stimulus package plan, what can you tell us as a professional about this infrastructure uh, plan? Well, first, I have not read the bill. Okay. Uh, Probably like every other person in Congress. (laughs) 100,000 pages long, probably. Yeah, I've not read the bill, but uh, I'm not voting on it either. So, But if I was voting on it in Congress, I would have read it before I voted on it. Regardless of that, what I'm hearing from my sources and my sources are, are I have a, a research company mm-hmm. that specializes in doing re- research for CPAs and, and also listen, listen to Fox Business and other other business outlets. We're hearing that there's a, there is some infrastructure spending in this bill. We, and we think of infrastructure, when I think of infrastructure, I think roads, right. bridges, utilities, mm-hmm. railroads, true infrastructure to, to provide pipelines. transportation pipelines yeah. you know, to, to move goods and services and people across our country. And I think the infrastructure has been expanded to include other, I'll say, social programs oh, and I'm things sure. like that, that, that um, I think that's where, we're, that's where Republicans are getting hung up on you know, offering support for this bill. Now, I, I think they passed the last stimulus bill. Yeah, without any Republican support. And I think they're probably going to try and pass this one the same way from what I'm hearing. Here again, it's politics, so you hear all kinds of things, and you never really know what's going to shake out until the final, until the vote's actually called. But yeah. it's unfortunate that if it is going to go towards more social pro- – I mean, here again, if it's going to be infrastructure and it's going to be sold as infrastructure, then make it all about infrastructure. And, and not other things that are they're going to water down the bill. Because basically, we got to pay this money back some sometime. Mm-hmm. We can't, can't just keep borrowing forever, and that's something that I'm really concerned about. Have been for years, but this past year or two, with all of the stimulus spending that we're doing, I'm very concerned about you know the amount of increasing national debt that we have. Yeah. Well, is this uh, is this similar to like the stimulus? Uh, you may not know, and I, and I don't know either. I haven't done my research as well because, a matter of fact, I, I truly don't care about what's coming out of the administration right now. I care not to listen, but. 
Ditto. Yeah. Is, is, is this going to benefit the local Joe, you and I? I mean, are we going to get another stimulus payment, another check, or, or is this going to stimulate the economy at all? I'm not hearing anything okay. about stimulus payments to in individuals. Yeah. I'm hearing basically money being spent on on infrastructure okay. and other social programs. So will some of that money filter down to us here um, locally? I think indirectly it will, but you won't be getting a check or a, right. a deposit in your account from the federal government um, for with this stimulus bill. But I okay. think there'll be some money, some liquidity in the economy for projects. Right. And so that money will be spent and there'll be local subcontractors and businesses hired or there'll be employment's going to ramp up because there'll be more people needed to fulfill these new jobs that are mm-hmm. going to be created from the stimulus. So um, I think there will be some benefit, but it'll be indirect. It won't be uh, like a direct deposit into your account right. for yeah. X number of dollars. So. Okay. Um, Very good. Well, well, we'll have to figure out. We'll have to wait and see if it's going to be good or bad. But all I hear and see so far is bad because, like you said, we eventually going to have to pay for it, and we're paying for it now as taxpayers and citizens of the good U.S. of A. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind, we're talking about stimulus. I'm talking about debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did some research, you know, back at the end of 20, 2019. And back in 1980, when Ronald Reagan came into office, we only had one trillion dollars of national debt that's all we had one trillion dollars and now we're closing in on 30 just just over 40 years later Mm. so so we think about 33 and 30 trillion dollars of extra liquidity or close to it in the economy last 40 years you know we all need to be thinking about that that you know part of our part of what we have around us part of our our financial portfolio has been somewhat artificially inflated by this government stimulus Mm-hmm. And eventually has to be paid back. And one of the ways you're talking about doing in the stimulus plan is to raise corporate taxes. You oh, know? that's right. I heard like 28 percent. I've heard 28. And then mm-hmm. I've heard a couple of people are floating 25 percent. But mm-hmm. I know that I, the, the bill is currently is written as 28 yeah. percent. So it was 35. Oh, wow. They dropped it to 21. They've been Congress back in 19, back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And now they're proposing going back to 28 percent. So kind of going halfway mm-hmm. back. So. Mm-hmm. Here again, I don't, I don't, I haven't looked at the numbers of how they think, supposedly that's going to pay for some or all this stimulus. I don't know how that's going to work out. I haven't seen the numbers. I haven't seen the calculations. Here again, if I saw it, I wouldn't even believe it. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> so. that, and that's going to affect all of us. Yes. Right? Yeah. I kind of figured because even though corporations are being taxed more heavily, it's going to trickle down and it's going to affect the, the employee. Well, exactly. If corporations are paying more money in tax, that means after they get done, they, they, they take the profits, they pay tax on their profits. If they have to pay more tax on their profits, they've got less profits to give out to the shareholders in the form of dividends. Right. They have less profits to reinvest in the company to grow the company. They have less profits to reinvest into employee training and employee programs and things like that. So ultimately, it's going to be less. That money is going to go to the government to pay for the stimulus that we're getting today. And that's why we talk to the professionals. Take Point Wealth Management, a show every a weekend at this time, every Saturday, matter of fact, 7.30 it's called Take Point on Retirement from Take Point Wealth Management. Randy Woodruff, certified public accountant in the studio with us, a certified public accountant, a well-rounded a team member of the Take Point Wealth Management team. Once again, all the professionals lined up ready to take care of you and to prepare your future. Uh, we're talking about retirement. We're talking about taxes. We're talking about everything that deals with you and I. I took it to Take Point, by the way, you two and take it to take point and let them figure it out for you. 352-616-0511. It's all about that stress-free retirement. I'm going to tell you how you can get a, a blueprint. That's right, for free, a free take point blueprint on retirement. 
$1,500 value. Get that to you for free. When we return, I'll tell you how to get it. And we'll be back right after this, folks. Eric Arnett is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC registered advisor. Take Point Wealth Management, this station, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Okay, welcome back as we go into segment two of Take Point on Retirement, brought to you by Take Point Wealth Management along the Nature Coast. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, Take Point Wealth Management Blueprint on Retirement. That's yours free. It's a $1,500 value. All you got to do is ask. Take Point on Retirement. That's Take Point Wealth Management. Offices up and down the Nature Coast, takepointwealth.com. Give them a call, 352-616-0511. That's right. The consultation, financial analysis, evaluation. A $1,500 value, they call it the smart plan. It is a blueprint on retirement for you and free $1,500 value, folks. Take advantage of it while you can. I did. Give Take Point Wealth Management a call now, 352-616-0511. Don't forget to give them a call today. We're going to talk about universal whole life insurance. And to share that with us is none other than, once again, certified public accountant Randy Woodruff, a team leader part of that well-rounded team of professionals at Take Point Wealth Management here up and down the Nature Coast to serve you. Once again, Randy, what about universal whole life insurance policies? Relatively new policies that provide a guaranteed benefit, earning potential tied to an equity index, and flexible premium payments allowing cash value buildup. Um, one of the things I want to stop for a minute and pause on is, as I've talked to clients over the years, we're doing financial planning and I'm like, do you have life insurance? And I ask them, they say, yes. And I say, what's the value of, of your life insurance? I say, well, it's a million dollars. Well, it's a million dollar face value. What that means is if you pass away, your beneficiaries of the, of the policy get a million dollars. But the value of your life insurance policy is the cash value buildup. And so that's typically done through a universal or a whole life policy where you're actually paying in every month, every quarter, every year, more than the actual cost to ensure your life and you're getting cash value buildup. Now, so there's several things that you can do with that cash value buildup, especially in retirement. Um, you can borrow against that and you can borrow against that tax-free, which is a great, be great benefit. We talked about taxes we think are gonna go up and being able to borrow tax-free is gonna be a great thing. One of the other benefits is there's flexible premium payments. There's also the potential for higher interest earnings without market risk and the earnings and cash value are not subject to market losses. So life insurance has been around for decades, but I think with life insurance, annuities, and even health insurance, um, there's been so many changes to these policies, so many different options that have become available that if you haven't talked to a professional about your life insurance, about your disability insurance, about your long-term care insurance, please come in and see us and we can show you how we can use these policies to create some tax-free income in retirement. Now, I believe we've talked about these policies before, these annuities, right? Is that how they call them? Or are these different? These are different. Oh, okay. These are different. 
Very good. And um, great question. Uh-huh. And we have talked about annuities yeah. on, on this show many they times. They sound similar. They do sound similar. Um, you know, basically an annuity is where you are making a, I'll say a deposit with, an, with a life insurance company. And then based on the uh-huh. kind of annuity that you purchase, you get a guarantee. You, sometimes you get a guaranteed monthly payment for life, or you can basically not take from the annuity for a period of years, depending on what contract you purchase. And then that will build up over time. So when you do get ready to draw from that annuity contract, there'll be a much greater value in there for you to draw from. But annuities do not provide for tax-free income in retirement. You always get your original cost basis back out tax-free. But if you put a $100,000 into annuity and it grows to two fifty before you start pulling it out, you have a $100,000 basis in your annuity mm-hmm. and you have $150,000 of earnings inside the annuity. And the way the annuity is taxed when you start pulling it out, if you start pulling money out of your annuity, the earnings come out first. So if you're in retirement, let's say you're 72 years old and you want to start pulling $20,000 a year mm-hmm. out of that quarter million dollar annuity, the first 20000 probably for several years, if you're pulling out $20,000 a year, that full $20,000 is going to be taxable. And then once you strip out all the earnings out of that annuity and get into the basis, then you're going to have, at that point, most of the money coming out to you will be non-taxable because you're pulling out your original $100,000 basis. Uh Now, the annuity, as you're leaving money in there, is still earning, hopefully earning money every year, depending upon the market. Mm -hmm. It sounds fair and reasonable. Keep that in mind right. that, that uh, with annuities, the money coming out will be taxable with a life insurance. We can structure some payments that are going to be coming out to as loans, mm-hmm. tax-free loans, and there there is no tax on that. Now, can you tie those together in your retirement plan? You can, yes. Yeah, okay. Very good. Yeah, great options. I want to read a story mm-hmm. that we have here. Uh, we put together with one of our clients, and I want to read this to you. I have a married 55-year-old client who works with a major manufacturer. He is paying into his IUL policy $2,000 a month for 10 years, and that's just 10 years only, no more. He is 55 years old now. When he retires at age 65, he is going to turn on an income that will likely be north of $25,600 absolutely tax-free per year. He also has a death benefit that will, that will pay to his wife should he pass away at fi- $500,000. If you're in your 40s and 50s, and want to learn a little more about how you can build a tax-free income that you can never outlive, then I encourage you to definitely give us a call to learn more about that. It's almost like getting a third Social Security income check without having to pay taxes on it. When I say third, assuming that someone's married. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Also, your money is not invested in the market. It's linked to a market index. But the investment portion of your premium is first invested 100% in 10-year U.S. Treasuries, and then starting in year two, the interest generated by the 10-year U.S. Treasuries is invested into options on market indices like the S&P 500 or the Credit Suisse Momentum, sorry, the Credit Suisse Momentum Index or the NASDAQ 100. Imagine having another $2,000 a month coming in to pay bills or pay for travel, dining out, Maybe a new car, maybe maybe to pay on a, a, a RV, you know, wherever you want to do. That's an extra two thousand dollars a month. That will definitely be a nice supplement to your income. Okay, next I want to talk about the Roth IRA. And as you've you've heard us on several shows talk about the Roth IRA, you can open up a Roth IRA 
there are some income restrictions if you make, which I think this is kind of comical that here in America, you can be, I'll say, restricted for making too much money. I think making too much money should be un-American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you shouldn't be restricted for making too much money, no. but for some reason we are in certain kind of tax-advantaged opportunities. But um, I want to read through a laundry list of, of things here that, of why a Roth IRA is beneficial. We've just been talking about taxes and which is a huge reason to do a Roth conversion right. or invest in a Roth, especially at a young age. Let me just read it. through some of these things here. Contribution limits of $6,000 per person per year. If you're over 50, you can put in $7,000 a year. The downside to, to um, these contributions are they're not tax deductible in the year of the contribution. But here again, when you take the money out 10, 15, 30, 40 or so years down the road, the money coming out is not ta- not taxable. So yeah. there's no tax benefit going in, but no tax consequence coming out. And so all that buildup, all those years of buildup and earnings uh-huh. and interest and dividend income, the, based on how the Roth IRA is invested, that's all going to come out to you tax-free. I was going to say, so, that sounds like tax-free money. That's a huge yes, it is. benefit. You can also contribute for a non-working spouse. Your principal is liquid from day one. And as I just mentioned, your growth is tax-free distributions are tax-free distributions do not cause social security to be taxed which is a huge benefit to these so as we've talked in prior shows so i've been doing taxes now for 27 years they've had thresholds they being the irs has had thresholds of when your social security becomes taxable starts to become taxable they're actually if you're a single individual if your income income being dividend income, um, interest income, all your income plus half your social security benefits goes over $25,000. They begin to start taxing your social security benefits. $25,000 is not a lot of money, especially, and they haven't changed that in 27 years. They've not indexed it up for inflation at all. If you're married, it's $32,000. So a married couple, if their overall income plus half their social security benefits goes over $32,000, IRS begins taxing your Social Security. Mm. And depending on how much money you make, they can tax up to 85% of your Social wow. Security at whatever tax bracket you're in. So I got it. here again, that those those thresholds uh-huh. for taxing Social Security have not changed at all in 27 years since I've been doing this. And they may have been a lot longer than that. I haven't gone back and looked and, and seen what they were like in the 80s or 70s. But when I started doing this back in 94, uh-huh. that has not changed. Well, that's good in one sense, but bad in another. It's very bad because yeah. inflation's gone up every year. Okay. You know, it should at least be indexed, in my opinion, up for inflation. Right. So we've talked on this show about silent killers, uh-huh. how there's there's things in your portfolio, whether it be fees, whether it be other costs, right. other trading fees that eat away at your performance. Well, so taxing on Social Security, this has been a silent killer for years. It has not been indexed up at all. Okay. And every year, a little more of your Social Security is being taxed because interest rates, well, they, they were going up. They've gone way down now. Right. But dividends have gone up. You know, and The market's still doing well. People are just overall, we're making more money because of inflation. So our dollars are going up to go up with, with inflation. But this trigger here for taxing Social Security has not gone up at all. So huh. here again, for seniors, I, in my opinion, it's unfair. Yeah. But um, here again, that's another reason to look at converting your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA or investing in an IRA. That's is right. It will not be part of your income calculation for the calculation of all your income plus half your social security benefits triggering the starting to trigger tax on social security. So, and that's, that's, and here again, having some income that's not taxable, like in whole life, universal life, life insurance policies, Roth IRAs, 
we can kind of play around with your in if you have these different buckets of income that we can can use on an annual basis to put together an income stream for you if you do have a let's say you do liquidate a position in a certain company or you sell a rental house or you sell some investments going to bump your income up we can turn off all your other taxable income streams and pull it strictly from the Roth that year, which won't be taxable. Looking at having different buckets, different income streams right. will help us and help you in retirement minimize your tax consequence. So the only thing good about that IRS tax on the Social Security is the fact that they haven't lowered that threshold. That's the only thing good on that, I see, <laughs> yeah. right? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Uh... <laughs> exactly. They haven't lowered it. That's right. good. Yep. That's, there's always a silver lining. Yes. I, I like the way you think. And, and this is at age 62 you're talking about, right? At, at the age of retirement, when you when you start withdrawing, when you start taking from that Roth IRA and, and supplementing your income, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it's, at 62, you can begin drawing Social Security. Uh-huh. And so potentially you can start paying tax on your Social Security if at 62 or no, no matter what, you're 65, 70. I've had clients come in that haven't had to file taxes in years because they haven't had a lot of income or their income is structured, so they stay below the filing right. thresholds, and they may sell a stock, they may sell a rental property or investment property. That year they come in, they have to file, pay taxes, and part of their Social Security income is taxed, or they get taxed on up 85% of it, depending upon what this one significant event was that caused them to have to file taxes that year. Mm, silent killers, folks. That's why you need to see the professionals, and I recommend Take Point Wealth Management. Um, we were talking earlier about the phase-outs. I was talking earlier about, you know, the phase-outs for doing a Roth IRA. There's, you know, that you can make too much money, which I think is un-American. Mm. Um, so you can't put money into a Roth. So that phase-out, if you're married, filing joint, starts at 196 and ends at 206. If you're single, it starts at 124 and ends at 139. Here are some other things. There's no age limit on converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Here again, there's no income tax due on future earnings. So once you convert your traditional Roth to a your traditional IRA to a Roth, all the future buildup is not going to be taxable. We've talked about Roth conversion ladders and other things. So here again, retirement it's going to be become over time more and more important that you make sure that you have your portfolio spread out so you have so you're diversified. You have mm. multiple income streams, but you also, if you can, at this point in your life, try to have some of your income taxable and some of your income non-taxable, and that will allow us as financial planners to help build a income stream for you or to alter your income stream in a particular year based on a significant life event that's going to have a tax consequence. There you go. Randy Woodruff, a certified public accountant, which is one of the team members with Take Point Wealth Management, here to serve you up and down the Nature Coast within our listening area. And we'll be back with Randy Woodruff after we take a quick break. In the meantime, Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner, of course, busy with clients as we speak. So reach out to Take Point Wealth Management, 352-616-0511. Make sure that they have time for you. Make that appointment. Schedule that Take Point Wealth Management Analysis. That's the Take Point Blueprint on your retirement. A $1,500 value, folks. Yours free. Just call them, tell them that you heard it here on this station, and they'll set you up. Once again, I go to Take Point Wealth Management. They've set my future in place, stress free. They can do the same for you. We'll be back, folks, after this. Let's take a pause for station identification. You're listening to 99.9 FM WXJB Homosassa. 
have any of your hard-earned money in bank CDs earning half percent or less? My friends at TakePoint Wealth can get you 3.7% with an investment product that places 100% of your money into safe investments like the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond. Your money is not invested in the market, it's not at risk, and you will earn more than six times the rate of a current 12-month bank CD. Be smart. Call TakePoint Wealth today. 352-616-0511 or takepointwealth.com to learn more. And speaking of Take Point Wealth Management, we're halfway through this episode of Take Point on Retirement Week ending April 10th of 2021. Thanks for being with us, folks. We've still got 30 minutes or less of the information you need to know, the information you deserve, the education that you're looking for when it comes to a stress-free retirement. I go to stress, I go, well, I have that stress-free retirement because I go to Take Point Wealth Management and they did that $1,500 Take Point Blueprint on retirement for me. They can do the same for you, a $1,500 value. Take that Take Point on retirement blueprint and now by giving them a call at 352-616-0511. Consultations, evaluations, financial analysis, it's all at Take Point. Plus, they've got some books to give you as well. A stress-free retirement book, do's and don'ts of annuities, what is your financial speed, in Annuity 360, which we've been talking about here uh, last month or so, and have played some audio from that book as well. And in the studio with us, Randy Woodruff, certified public accountant, just one of the team members and one of the original founders of Take Point Wealth Management up and down the nature coast, by the way, here to serve you within our listening area. Tell them you heard it here at 99.9 WXJB. I'm JW. Thanks for being with us. Eric Arnett, lead advisor, retirement planner busy with clients as we speak. Randy, by the way, we've been talking about that Annuity 360 book, had played some audio and past shows for the folks that missed that. We talked about like some of the things I like were the 4% rule, the rule of 72, and the rule of 100, which were pretty neat. All great rules, and there's certain rules to to live by. Those are definitely three of them in, in retirement. Mm-hmm. You, you definitely want to. One of the things that happens so often, and we'll talk about a little later on, is people want to retire, but they don't have enough money, money to live on, yeah. or they have unrealistic realistic expectations of what their portfolio is going to produce just based on the value. Yeah. If you've got a $500,000 portfolio, you can't expect it to produce 10% a year for you to live on. Mm. You know, that would be, you know, certain years it can produce more, but right. there are certain years it, it may go down in value. You want to make sure that your expectations and you be, you're honest with yourself about yeah. what, what they should be in that 4% rule is a very good rule of thumb to live by. Never I think thought if you, of that. If you follow that rule, um, and if you save for retirement, like you're going to live by that rule, I think you'll have a, hopefully, what will be a stress-free retirement or a, a very stressless <laughs> you know, yeah, retirement. You, you know, I wanted to talk about back to the Roth uh-huh. you know, conversions. And I think in a show months and months ago, I was, we, we talked about these Roth conversions and I may have shared with you some experiences I had back during the last great recession. We had, I had several clients, one of my clients converted over a million dollar traditional Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. That's right. Traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. I've had some large losses in business because of the recession. It was like, you know what, instead of waiting years to recoup these losses through business rebounding, let's go ahead and convert your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. And so we converted probably back in 2009 sometime. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when the market was at its low. You know, the market in March bottomed out. I remember the recession, yeah. So we converted close to a million dollars of traditional IRA assets over to a Roth IRA. And, and that has been a tremendous success. I want to say to anybody out there that has a business, know somebody that has a business, 
I mean, the pandemic has definitely hit a lot of people hard. You may want to take a look at converting your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Um, that would be a great time to do that, to use up some of those business losses. I just did that. Done that with, I did that with several clients back then. Mm-hmm. I've done it with several clients. This, I'll say this, I'll call it a recession, even though it was because of the pandemic. But we took advantage of that. And I had a, a client recently, we converted almost $2 million of traditional mm-hmm. Roth IRA assets to, sorry, traditional IRA assets. I keep saying traditional and Roth together for oh. some reason. So yeah, converted <laughs> a almost, a, almost a $2 million traditional IRA to a Roth. Soaked up a lot of business losses that um, would have taken potentially a long time to to recapture. So if you're listening, you don't own a business, but you know somebody who does, who's had a, a rough year in 2020 and maybe 21, not starting out so great, may want to mention to them if they have a traditional IRA, it could be a good time to to convert that traditional to a Roth. So Let's keep that in mind. So did you yeah. have a question, J. Debbie? I thought no, I saw you. No, okay. I, I was just going to mention, you, you were talking about that 4% rule that I, I had a little cheat sheet here from a couple of episodes ago where I just wanted to mention the 4% rule was developed by financial planner William Bingen in 1994. So it hasn't been around that long. Mm-hmm. And uh, through his research, Bingen found that people could withdraw 4% of their investments in the first year of retirement and then withdraw the same amount adjusted for inflation for at least 30 years without exhausting their portfolio. So I thought that was pretty neat and, and worth re-mentioning. And something I was thinking of, and, and it wasn't really a question, that, but a statement that I wanted to make is that when I was, a lot of young people may be listening. And when I was younger, you know, when you get up in age, you start learning, you start, you know, gaining that wisdom and you know that the, you know, you're getting older and older in years and you're not gonna be able to work as long and you're gonna have to start planning for retirement. But when I was younger and we talked about social security earlier, my frame of mind was, well, that's okay. I'm gonna blow it all now and I'll just live on uh, social security when I <laughs> retire. <laughs> but after after a while, you learn better. Yeah, if your plan is to live on Social Security, that's as you mentioned at the start of the show, a plan, to, a plan to fail is a, a, a fail. Failure to plan is a plan to fail. There you go. And that definitely is is a plan to fail living yeah. on Social Security. So you definitely don't want that to be. You want it to be a supplement to your income, but right. you don't want it to be your only source of income or even your main source of income. And you've heard a lot of people, especially younger folks, say, "Well, Social Security probably won't even be there when I retire." Gosh, I've, I've heard that so often. I know. For and how I long probably now? even I probably nonchalantly said it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think there will be some Social Security benefit. I'm, I just turned fifty, as I've joked on the show. Right, since yeah. I've just turned fifty about three or four months ago, so I got at least seventeen years at my current retirement age. I'll probably up that to sixty nine or seventy two by the time I retire. But regardless, though, there will be something there. But yeah, you know, I think that as we've talked earlier in the show and on multiple shows, national debt closing in on thirty trillion dollars. Yeah. Thirty trillion dollars. We just can't keep spending without having a, a day of reckoning. And the day of reckoning will have to be measured. It'll have to come from all of us. It'll have to come, you know, a little bit from everywhere. Mm. So just kind of be thinking about that. You yeah. know, don't 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 let Social Security be your only plan right. for retirement. Exactly. Speaking of that, you know, we want, want to talk about some planning in retirement. And one of the things that we see retirees so often do, and here again, I can understand the fear factor that goes into when you're retired and you got a, a fixed amount of assets and you need all those assets performing and working for you to maintain your retirement lifestyle. Last thing you want to do is lose any of them. One of the things we've seen happen back in the Great Recession is the market was very volatile. The market lost a lot of value and a lot of people got out and didn't want to get back in, even the market was going back up. So I can understand getting out and then buying back in and going back up. But a lot of people waited way too long to buy back in. And I understand fear sets in and you see the, the 
I'll say the damage that's been caused and it just causes you to like, you know, I don't want to lose what I have left. So there are options out there to prevent that from happening. As Eric and I have spoken on many shows, annuities are a great way to guarantee your principal and uh, and allow you some market participation and some income and, and, and growth. So recommending these to a lot of our seniors now, you know, uh, that annuities are, they should be a part of their portfolio. And we've talked about, you know, bonds. I'm not saying bonds are bad, but just, and I had this conversation with a client this week because they had some bonds in their portfolio. And I said, as interest rates start to rise, which we're all, we're all thinking they're going to, of course, we didn't think they'd ever be this low either. So who, who knows? But yeah. regardless, I think interest, rate, interest rates are going to start creeping up. And if you have bonds that are being purchased today at today's historically low interest rates, as interest rates start to rise and bonds are yielding a higher and higher interest rate, the bonds that you purchase today at low interest rates, you got to sell at a discount to get rid of them because they pay a real low interest rate. Uh-huh. So that's something to keep in mind that, and Eric has mentioned this on prior shows, that people would have a good mixture of stocks and bonds in their portfolio and bonds were that secured, guaranteed income. And we're discussing with clients more and more about replacing those bonds with annuities and having that be their secured, guaranteed income stream. So it's okay to have some bonds, but you don't want to be too bond heavy. No. Okay. Not at all, especially with these low interest rates. Right. Yeah, especially. Yeah. Okay. And that's, you're again, going back to knee-jerk reactions. And um, yeah, it's really important that, that you work with the financial advisor. Mm. That just isn't going to put you in a, a basket of mutual funds and sit, and sit back and, and forget your portfolio. Yeah. Uh, so Eric, take point, Eric and I are actively managing the portfolio. So even if there's volatility, volatility is not a bad thing. I, I remember back when recession hit, you know, I made quite a bit of money in mm. real estate. It was volatile, but I made quite a bit of money in real estate in the, in, in, during the volatility. Yep. Right? And and manage the volatility and managed it well. So again, you can make money when times are tough, when, when times are volatile, but you have to know what you're doing or you need to hire somebody who knows what, what they're doing to help you through it. Even in the times of virus, like we're in now still, we've seen tech take off. It has. Yeah. I, I was really shocked at how much tech shot up in, in, the, in the 20s. I, I, I can't believe how, and it was just so much of the growth in the S&P was led by just a few tech stocks. Yep. It was, I don't want to say it defied logic, but mm. it, you know, it was very, uh, for me personally, it was, it was kind of shocking. And maybe it did defy logic. Depends on, depends on what logic you're using. True. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the things, and I did an analysis recently here. Um, I don't want to get too, too uh, technical, but right. um, think people to keep in mind that uh, I look back at what the S&P, what the average S&P 500 PE ratio, PE ratio stands for price earnings ratio. Okay. It's basically, you know, the price someone's paying for a share of stock based on its earnings. Okay. The average PE ratio for the S&P 500 was right around seven and a half or so percent. And so I looked at it in 2019 before the pandemic, because the pandemic kind of got everything all kind of uh, turned upside down in mm-hmm. terms of what normal was. It was in the mid 20s. So, so basically over the course of 40 wow. years, the PE ratio, the average PE ratio for the S&P tripled. So that means you're paying three times as much for that same share of stock to get, to get those same earnings. Oh yeah. Or again, it's important to, you know, as you're, as, as you're buying stock to make sure you're not buying something overvalued. True. And that's what happened to a lot. Of, in my opinion, a lot of those technology stocks, they became overvalued based on their earnings. They were earning money because people were, were flooding the technology in terms of using it and, and, you know, paying to use it during the pandemic because they had to have access from home to work and different things. But I, I think that, that the price, the PE ratios of those companies definitely got out of balance. Mm. You know, so 
And I think we've seen some pullback in that in that sector as we come into the into the new year. So uncertain stocks. So there again, volatility is always going to be out there in certain sectors. And of course, we have major uh, events like a Great Recession, like a pandemic. Volatility is going to be across the entire market. But here again, marketility. If you know what you're doing, if you um, can understand the data that's coming out and can make a decision to act upon that data, volatility can be very friendly to your portfolio value. Mm. If you manage it properly. Right, exactly. I love the fact that Take Point Wealth Management do this uh, smart plan, this test, where you test your future retirement all the way up to age 95. Yeah, we put it through, put everyone's portfolio through a stress test, yeah. basically. We've heard the back after the Great Recession, we heard the, the, the Federal Reserve was, was doing these stress tests on these big banks and stress testing their balance sheet to see if they could survive another you know major recession like, mm. like we had. And so we're going to do, do the same thing with your portfolio to make sure that we're going to stress test your portfolio. And one of the things we find over and over and over again is that people think they're diversified. And when we get into the underlying assets of their portfolio, you know, they may have a, a series of 15 mutual funds. These mutual funds basically all hold the same thing. Yeah, you know, there are some differences, but there's so many common stocks that are held across them all that when you think when you take a, a look at it, somebody may be really weighted in a particular sector and didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. But it really is good to get into the underlying underlying assets of your portfolio, and you, especially if you're mutual funds and our software does that. And here again, I, I can't stress can't stress <laughs> how important <laughs> it is to come in and get this free stress test yes. on your portfolio, because um, I can't tell you. How many times, way more often than not, people think they're diversified, but they really aren't. Right. It's all part of that $1,500 value. Yours free if you tell them you heard it here on this program, on this station. That's Take Point Wealth Management, and that's how, how they'll take point on your retirement. That's right, folks. They did it for me. They can do it for you. JW here with you. Randy Woodruff, certified public accountant, uh, one half of the Take Point leadership team. And they have a well-rounded team of individuals, professionals, uh, ready to assist you. 352-616-0511 is the number to call Take Point Wealth Management. Check them out online, takepointwealth.com. Check them out on your search engine online, whatever the case may be. Just plug in Take Point. It'll take you to Take Point Wealth Management up and down the nature coast here locally, folks, in our own backyard. We'll be back with our final segment right after this. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Eric Arnett is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered advisor. Take Point Wealth Management, this station, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideals and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice, and individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Just some very important disclosure compliance information there to get out to you as the citizen in which we are educating on your stress-free retirement. It's Take Point Wealth Management who will take point on that stress-free retirement, lead you into a stress-free or stress-less future. 
Randy Woodruff in the studio with me this morning on JW. Thanks for joining us. I take it to Take Point. You can too by giving them a call at 352 616 0511 or check them out online, takepointwealth.com. And you can even send in your questions, which we will tackle on future shows. The place you want to send those to, the email address is info, I N F O, at takepointonretirement.com. That's the name of this show, Take Point on Retirement, info at takepointonretirement.com and don't forget to ask for that once again $1,500 stress-free retirement blueprint for yours just for the asking they'll uh, take care of you as they took care of me so once again turning it over to certified public accountant and one of the lead members of take point wealth management randy woodruff of course eric arnett lead advisor retirement planner busy with clients as we speak once again randy this is our final segment all right thank you sir one of the things i wanted to mention that um i forgot to mention in the last segment is um talking about 401ks we talk so much about having tax-free income with roths and and life insurance and want to make sure that that people don't misconstrue or or, or or misinform that you know we still recommend people still put money into tax deferred accounts you know so if you have a, if you work at a, at a job where your employer has a 401k especially if they're matching yes. some kind of matching contribution definitely definitely want to put as much money as you can in that 401k to maximize at, at a minimum maximize put as much money as you can to maximize your employer's matching contribution That's at right. a minimum do that if you can do more go ahead and do more um, but we just wanted to talk to you about other options as well because I don't think they get talked about enough Roth IRAs mm -hmm. and other options to help you get some tax-free income in retirement also. So here again, I want to make sure that, that people aren't thinking that we're steering people away from 401ks. We're not, we're mm. just talking about other options. So if you have a 401k plan at work and your employer has a matching contribution, at least put enough in to get that matching contribution. It's free money. That's right. It's free money. You might as well take advantage of it. Amen. This last segment, I want to talk about some things that I've seen people do over the years that, and, my, and being a CPA and a financial planner, that hoping people listening can avoid these same mistakes. You know, one of the things you want to do is not maximize your savings every year. We talked earlier in the show about just you know, retiring on Social Security alone. That's not a good plan. And so you want to make sure you're maximizing your savings every year. What does maximizing your savings mean? Something different for everybody based on your income, but you definitely want to be putting some money away, as much as you can away every year for retirement. What happens is I think people are surprised at how much money they need in retirement, especially if they're following that rule of mm -hmm. the rule of 4%. Oh, 4%, right. Rule of 4%. Yep. So if you're going to follow that rule of 4%, which I highly recommend everybody everybody should try to to, to follow, you want to make sure you got plenty of money there to follow that rule to help you have a retirement that is hopefully stress-free or very low stress. Because as you get older and the prospect of not being able to go out, earn a living and make any more money, and you have a fixed income that's not high enough to meet your expenses, that can be very, very stressful, especially in your later years. That's the last thing we'll be worrying about is income and cash flow. Mm. So definitely earlier in life, save as much money as you can, 401k plans, Roth IRAs, other other avenues, definitely max those out as, as, as often as you can. And then here again, set some money up in other plans as well. I can't tell you how many times I had clients come in the office, they going into business and it's a, typically a multi-level marketing plan. Mm. You know, <laughs> I think I've seen them all um, over the years and, um, and I haven't had anybody really yet that I've seen make a lot of money on these MLMs. I know people out there do. Mm -hmm. I just haven't met any of them. If you're going to get into a side business or some folks call it a side hustle where they're making some money on the side mm -hmm. to supplement income. I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage you, but you know, the people that are up there talking to you on stage and telling you how much money they make, 
it's probably not going to be you up there. Right. I'm just giving you the cold, hard, That's hard right. facts. I haven't seen it happen to anybody yet. I haven't either. So, so in, in retirement, last thing you want to do is think that, that, that you're going to invest in some company that's going to be the next Microsoft or the next Home Depot or the next Amazon. You know, you want to make sure that you invest in good companies that have good returns and a good, consistent annual income every year for your retirement. So don't get caught up in the hype and the the papers and the media like to spotlight that one person that invested, you know, ten thousand sure. dollars in Microsoft back when it started now now they're worth ten million. Yeah. You know, for every one of those there's a ten thousand that didn't have that experience and they lost money in some other investment that didn't work out. So make sure you don't get caught up in the get rich quick scheme. And as we get older and we realize we have less money to retire on we might become more desperate yeah. because we need to make that money. And when you become desperate, that's when you make those bad decisions. Yeah. If you plan earlier in life and you save money earlier in life, you won't be at that age in retirement where you have to potentially make a bad decision, a bad desperate decision to produce a big windfall for yourself because you don't have that money to retire on. It's probably not going to work out. So here again, it's a marathon, not a sprint to having a stress-free retirement. It starts today. It starts when you're 20. It starts when you're, when you're 30 as early in life as you can start planning because yeah. you know you want to make sure when you get there you have enough to live on and by the way those mlms that you call them the monthly level marketing plans and a lot of these uh actors or paid spokespersons or it is a paid advertisement another one that strikes my mind is the gold and silver that they're pushing on us uh, everywhere you see on tv or yeah i'm i'm a big believer that if everybody else is doing it right. i don't want to be doing it true because there's usually uh, i don't typically don't follow the herd with my investing i talked earlier in the show about um back in the great recession yep. you know i was i was you know, back in 9 10 11 12 13 investing heavily in real estate the real estate market was still going down 10 15 20 percent per year but i was able to buy right and sell right and make a lot of money doing it yeah. so here again and people were getting out of the market not wanting, wanting to get in but if you buy right and sell right and know what you're doing you can yeah. make money as you mentioned earlier in volatility you know, as you mentioned, as these MLM schemes, people are 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 just pumping them up, and and same thing with the gold and silver. I'm not saying buying gold and silver is bad, right? But they're trading really high right now. Right. If you look back at what gold was trading 20 years ago, it's several times lower than what it is today. Mm-hmm. So, one thing you don't want to do is chase return. You know, if you're chasing return, you're always if you're chasing something, you're 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 behind. You want to be mm-hmm. out in front of the return. True. You you want to wait for the return to come to you. You want to invest and assets that you know are going to appreciate and value. So if you're chasing return, you're always going to be behind. And you're probably never going to catch return that you want either. You will sometimes. You get, you're get you going to have some some victories. You're going to have some wins. But more often than not, you're not going to catch return that, that you want. So planning, planning ahead is a much better strategy. So that's why you want to seek the professionals. And, of course, get all the education you can get. And you can turn to Take Point Wealth Management for both of those. Yeah, and so one of the other things I see people making a mistake on is not planning for long-term care. Yeah, you know, true. I mean, we are all living longer, mm-hmm. you know, with all the medical advancements, whether it be hip replacements, knee replacements that keep us active and mobile. That's, a to me, a big thing right there that is really one of the things that's lengthened our, our lives is being able to stay mobile. That's good for your entire body to stay moving, good for mm. your entire system. And then all the cancer treatments, everything like that. So we're all living longer. So we're going to need to be planning for longer retirement. But also, when we do get to that point, we're going to need someone to take care of us. Unless you got family close by 
to take care of you, you're going to need to have some money set aside for that. We have insurance policies, um, or if you get a sufficient money, sufficient nest egg built up, you can pay for it out of pocket. But keep in mind, the cost of your long-term care, you may outlive your nest egg depending upon how big it is because sometimes the care you need your problems are chronic and they're going to be long term. You may live a lot longer than you think you're going to. It may live a lot longer in a, a state where you need consistent care. We don't know what the future holds. We can't plan for that. But you want to plan here again to have plenty of money sitting there. So when the time comes, you're protected or you have sufficient insurance to fund that need or requirement. That's right. Yeah, I, and we don't know what the future holds, but we can sure plan for it. And that way we'll be well equipped for whatever comes our way. Another thing I see people do is they assume they can work well into their 70s and 80s. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I don't think that's a good plan either. Yeah. There's certain there's certain professions, just based on how physically demanding they are, you can't probably work past 60 or 65. Other professions are less physically demanding, so being able to work in your late 60s and 70s is possible. But still, you don't want to find yourself in that position. I'll give you an example. Myself personally, mm-hmm. I'm 50. I'm healthy. I plan on working into my 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I need to address the reality that if I'm 73, 74, 75, and I'm going to work that long because I just enjoy working. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm not doing it because I need the money. Right. I just enjoy what I do. But I also need to address the reality that if I'm 75 and I'm sitting across the desk from a new client that's 35, that person is looking at me going, this guy's not going to be around much longer. Why would I want him to be my financial advisor or my or my CPA? Mm-hmm. Not that I still can't do a good job, but the potential of growing my business is, is less and less. So I think we all need to plan on working, but don't make that your fallback plan for not planning properly for retirement. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the fact that you do that stress test up to age 95. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to know that you can live up to 95 and still have money in retirement. Mm-hmm. The thing I want to talk about, too, is um, that I see happen often with clients is... There's been one spouse that for their entire marriage has been in charge of the finances and the other spouse had no clue what's going on. It's typically the husband has controlled the finances, you know, paid the bills, knows what's going on. Husband passes away and the wife has no idea what's going on. I think that's very um, poor planning mm. because I see, I sit with the spouses after the first spouse passes away that that was basically in charge of the finances and they are lost mm. they're absolutely lost and i think that's a big disservice that you can do for your spouse especially as a man if you're if you're in charge of the money that's a big disservice that you're doing to your surviving spouse once you pass away Cause typically the men pa- pass away first it's just it's just yeah, the true, way it is yeah, I know. so i think everybody should sit down with their spouse both People in the relationship should know what's going on with the finances. They should know what they have, where all the assets are allocated. Maybe take turns paying the bills, you know, whatever. But you don't want to leave your surviving spouse who hasn't been in charge of money at all their whole life now left to make all these financial decisions. And because there are some people out there who will take advantage of your spouse in that situation yeah. and could potentially take her for a lot of money, and she may need that money in retirement. Definitely want to make sure that you're jointly sharing the financial responsibility and you're both knowledgeable. And you have that budget. And you got a budget. Yep. You want to have a budget. I said on the show a few times in the past, and I want to say it again in closing, you know, I think that we as a, as a society aren't thinking about retirement like we need to. We're going to be spending a lot more time in retirement. It's going to become more expensive as time goes on in retirement. 
A lot of people have fixed incomes. They've got pensions. They've got things that some of these pensions aren't going up every year. Some pensions do go up. Some pensions don't go up. And depending upon what you're investing in, your investment income may not be going up much in retirement either. I think it's very good early in life. No matter what age you are, you need to plan. I said on this show a couple of times in the past, I think more people spend more time per year planning a family vacation that they're going to spend the week on than they plan on retirement. They're going to spend potentially two or three decades in. I you know, so it's so backwards, in my opinion. Mm. You know, you're going to be spending two or three decades in retirement, perhaps. Most people aren't giving it any real thought. And then they start thinking about it when they're 50s and 60s. I'm not saying it's too late, but it's such a much higher and steeper hill to climb to get to where you need to be. The incline is much greater. The hill's much higher. The climb's going to be harder. And you're probably not going to achieve the results that you're looking for to live that stress-free retirement. Smart words from a knowledgeable man who is a professional in the industry and some wise thoughts there for you to think about. In the meantime, give them a call. Take Point Wealth Management, 352-616-0511. They are there to take point on your retirement to make sure that it is as stress-free as possible. So folks, once again, this has been Take Point on Retirement brought to you by Take Point Wealth Management up and down the Nature Coast. Here to serve you for JW, Randy Woodruff, Eric Garnett. We thank you for being with us. And don't forget to ask for that free financial analysis, the blueprint on retirement, a $1,500 value, and all the free literature and information they have to pass on to you at Take Point Wealth Management. We'll see you next week, folks, right here at this same time, same station, Take Point on Retirement from Take Point Wealth Management. 